1: Just Cap.
0: Okay. Never. So
2: Cappy, are you are you back in South LA today? South South LA. South yes. South LA, yeah. Okay. Um, and Serrano's walking in right now. So it, um, so uh Cap, who do you predict tomorrow Pepe will do Potpourri of Lies and it, and either I can win it or Mason can win it? What do you think? Who wins? Come on. Well, I mean, listen, Come on. If,
3: if I was having to play on prize picks, yep. I mean, I would say John Ireland is likely more likely to win this game. And, of course, if someone other than us wins, you win,
2: Mace. Because he has That's five, right. right, Greg? So it's I'm got the
3: lead. That means if
2: yeah.
1: anybody else wins. I
2: have to win it to win it. So
1: oh. you better study, huh? Study study, study what? It's, your game is so esoteric, there's no way to study. <laughs> esoteric. Wait, wait, wait. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, nice. wait a second. Now you, that you, you know what won, it means. You won potpourri. Correct. Correct.
4: I have one potpourri. Brian won.
1: Yes, Brian did win. Yes. Greg won. Yeah, Greg did win.
4: You won. I oh, won. really? Even Michael Thompson won. He won, won. a what? potpourri? Only Laura didn't win oh, the potpourri. Oh,
2: sorry, Laura. I didn't. All right, man. Yeah, Laura's so game tomorrow. We'll, see, who we'll now see. Now that you know what so it is, Pepe's game tomorrow.
1: Oh, Pepe's game. I'm hardly on the show sometimes. By the way, I... Last month I tied for the uh, game of games crown. This month I got a chance to win it outright. So, how many points One do you have the have?
5: Rooting for the underdog mace. What am I at? Six five. You have five. Ireland has four. Every uh, me Brian have three. So you, so guys, you guys can, can all... get a part yes, of the money. Yeah, got it,
3: got it. Yeah, good. That'll be fun. Rooting for the underdog mace. I mean, listen. Think Ireland will win? Yep. Rooting for the underdog. There you go. But but if Brian or Greg win,
4: there is a tie. That yeah. is correct. Yeah, but yes. then so oh, yeah. you
2: get ten thousand dollars if um, if you win the month. If if Mason and Greg tie, they each get five.
1: Each get five. Yeah, so we take just this split stuff the very seriously. Sounds very like seriously. Uh, Michael Thompson, uh, Pepe, uh, yeah. very
3: classy move by you, sir, Michael. The jacket that you awarded Pepe. Yeah. Yes. That was a class
6: class I'm get, I'm act. I'm going to get one made for Mace. A
1: narcissist jacket. <laughs> wow. And you know what? <laughs> and I'll wear it. Right. No, man, got yeah. his flag man on it. So it's so I am so, so not a narcissist. So
2: it, Pepe's jacket says 100% Mexican. You
3: usually say 100%, 100% narcissist. narcissist. Yeah. That's that's, right. that's, that's
2: classy. It that's should great. say
3: like 60% narcissist. Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, may went when for Greg.
6: Well, Oh, yeah, well, we could, let's see. We could, uh, esoteric.
2: M- M- M-A-O. <laughs> yeah, esoteric. M- M-A-O. That's
6: right. M-A-O. Hey, Cappy, you know what I was so proud of about the jacket when I presented Tell it to Pepe? Me. He actually wore it when they introduced him. He waved oh, to yeah.
1: Noah. Oh, man. Are there not? And no, I thought that all changed. changed. I thought people are waving now. Everybody's talking about it. People wave. It's a sea of waves. No. Pepe, are you going to wear
3: that jacket and then take those Nike Air Force Ones you have that are the red, green, and white Yeah, and rock that outfit? For Cinco de Mayo. Oh, man, that's so cool. Now, do you feel any sort of guilt, like now you have to respond to Michael with some sort of gift for him? No, because uh,
4: Michael Michael always suspects something. I mean, like, he gave me this, so I'm just waiting for the, you know, the... Shoot the ball. Like to get the a, others, ra- yeah, to get a exactly. rash from wearing the jacket exactly. or something. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just want you to
6: acknowledge, acknowledge my basketball brilliance. That's all I ask.
4: Oh, my God. Take the jacket
3: back. Take the jacket back. Take that back at Jack. Cappy, what's take that? So,
1: so you're in South South LA. You're not going to make it to Lakers Clippers tonight, huh?
3: I am not making it to Lakers Clippers. I will be watching on television. What about be- the
2: showdown tomorrow between the Lakers and the nine-win Washington Wizards? <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm also not going to make that game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could have missed that one. I'm not going to make Altogether. that All together. Yeah. Hey, see, but next, Sinano, week, next week, though, I think I got, let's see, Kings on Tuesday night and Lakers on Wednesday night. Does that sound right?
2: It uh, does sound
3: right. Oh, I you're doing the Kings Lake, on Tuesday it's night? It's
2: Lakers-Sacramento on Wednesday. Yeah, okay. So
3: I got the Kings on Tuesday, the Hockey Kings, and the Kings
1: on Wednesday, the basketball. All
2: right, now,
3: no.
1: wait a minute. Just for clarification, do you have to scam off Jacob to get into the Tuesday game? Tuesday game, yes. Um, To get into the Wednesday game, I scam off somebody else. Okay, got it. Just yeah. want to make Different sure. Different scam. Yeah. Yeah, multiple scams going mm-hmm. on.
2: Um, George, do you know if the local TV networks are doing this game tonight as well as ESPN, or is it an ESPN exclusive?
7: No, it wouldn't be an ESPN exclusive. You think
2: both Bally's and Spectrum are doing it? Yeah, because that that means you might get kicked upstairs. Yeah, I hope you
1: don't. You know, that wouldn't you, be the last time. Which which do you watch, Bergman? Do you watch the uh, like? Will you watch the ESPN or will you watch the Spectrum? I watch the Spectrum usually because I
5: have uh, Direct TV stream. Oh, Okay, so you can't yeah. watch the. I mean, I can watch the ESPN. I go to. I but I go back and forth. You go. Back I like for, the ESPN. Broadcast. T- you know
1: what I like about the watching the national broadcast is sometimes you hear things that you wouldn't hear on the local broadcast, like criticism. Things that are yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> criticism, fair, like <laughs> truthful <laughs> truthful statements at times. Uh, so it's. I think it's good to talk to listen to the national.
7: I'm, well, JJ's on it today with Dave Pash. Cappy's uh, mortal enemy, JJ Redick. Oh. I don't know if I call
3: him mortal enemy. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I find him to be very, uh, I don't know. He's, he's just, too highbrow for you. Well, he's just so smug, you know dokey.
2: what I mean? Uh, yeah. I, if Sedano's working the game, I'll watch that. If not, I'll watch Spectrum. Yeah.
6: I yeah. lost yeah. all respect for him when he called Jerry West an electrician. Well, he didn't say Jerry oh, West was on. an electrician. He said, no, he said he played in an era. He said
7: that Bob Cousy was playing in an
6: era where a bunch Unless of guys Jerry were plumbers and electricians. No, that's, that that, was, that's, no that's that's Bob Cousy was before Jerry West. No, he played against him. I mean, a little bit. They yeah. both played in the 60s. Yeah, so, they did overlap, I think. Elgin, Bill, and Elgin, Nothing wrong with being an electrician. Don't get me wrong. No. plumber. But, uh, but to say that his these point guys was were, those
2: guys didn't have just
6: one uh, job. I don't care. That was disrespectful. You, you know, the way no. you stick up for these guys who disrespect, you know, the, the pioneers of this game. Oh. Sedano. You know, oh, guys guys you guys are toy You're just a get-off-my-lawn guy. How you figure that?
1: That's you know, like you know what I'm going to get you for Christmas? A John Deere. Yeah. So you can mow the lawn. Nothing, nothing JJ said is wrong. Oh,
6: so Muhammad Ali was an electrician diploma too, and so was Jim you're, Brown? You're is that what you're saying? Guys in that era? Completely out of context, no, no, Michael, It was an him.
1: era when there was not elite was training, Maze, guys was able was to do Maze it a, twelve a, months a, a year. Or a it didn't exist. Like for example, when I was working minor league baseball, uh the guys that were pitching during the regular season were working at a grocery store during the off season. I mean Kurt Warner was bagging groceries. Kurt Warner for for was God's bagging sake. groceries, yeah. I mean, it was an it was a different era.
6: So what's that gotta do with their playing skills? I what are you saying is the training? I don't understand.
1: I really don't
4: understand what you're talking about. What exactly? What does that mean? Like, they're not good or what? Yeah,
6: no, exactly, no, that's no. What saying, it's Pepe. not what he said. Yes, no. No, that's what exactly what, the way it came no. off. I, I think
2: it kind of <laughs> is what he said. Yes. No, what yeah. he's saying is the
7: athletes are bigger, stronger, faster now. That's
2: all i they say. train. The they said. train
1: 12 months a year. It's a whole different that's world.
2: Somebody he... threw out a name. It may have been Bob Cousy. Mm. And, and they said to J.J., and Gigi said, Bob Cousy, he, the guy was an electrician half the playing year. Against so was playing, he an electrician? So Bill Russell no, playing, playing against,
6: against Chambers. Chambers. Bill Russell right. playing against Nate Thurman. Oh, those guys, they, they just had... I,
4: I'm going to give you an example in another sport. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, Messi is a very good player. Very I talked good. to you about this. Oh, yep. But he, I don't think he would have been able to play with Pelé. Because back in the day, they played with a, bigger, with a different kind of ball. Mm-hmm. And then they wouldn't let him through like, like he goes it now was, because it,
2: they, they allowed more back then no,
1: yeah they, they,
4: they will kick his they will break his leg yeah <laughs> right
1: yeah <laughs> but I, here's the thing I think every athlete like like for example now we see big guys shooting threes I mean Victor Wimbanyama is the perfect example right. of the evolution of the athlete yes exactly yeah. but the reality is like if you would have gone back and said and put placed this level of premium on the three point shot I think a lot of guys would have been better sure. three pointers. Sh- like Michael you might have even made a three point shot these, I
6: he made my share he made big. one Pat Riley would oh, never have let you shoot he was, one, shoot one, three. He was were, one for 11 one for career. 11
2: do you remember the one you made
6: I shot it from half court because the time was running out oh. did you,
2: you make it? Like was on the line did you make a half quarter is yes. the one you made yeah. Like, yeah. Like, did you guys regular. see last night yeah, Max just won a game with like a 60 footer was.
1: is that the longest in history
6: longest three point in history
1: Yeah. to win a game He was
4: three point game
6: winner
1: he was hitting shots all night long apparently the question is
4: what do you like now Mm-hmm. You like better the the basketball that is playing now with the mm-hmm. three-pointers? Yes. Or the basketball and
2: the pass? Well, think of how many points Pete Maravich would have averaged oh, had there been a three-point line. Well, yeah. I
7: think that there needs to be a little more of the balance, right? And I think all sports have gone through this where... Um, I mean, even baseball changed it because they were really ridiculous about yes. like the shifts and all that stuff. So they... They've catered the rules to the offense. Yes. Every sport did it. The yeah. NFL did it. Um I mean you can't touch anybody now in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, they're
2: actually starting to look at this and may swing the rules back the other way. By, by, the, way, by the way, George th- and Pepe, I asked these guys this earlier when you weren't here. Is there any one player, anybody, in the world, that you would trade one for one for Victor Wembanyama? No. You would keep you would keep Wemby. No, of course not. Wemby is in ahead a, of Jokic, in a
4: couple of years, nobody's going to be able to stop Wemby.
2: Yeah, I'm Pepe. I'm with you. Yeah, it's I don't tough. think I would trade him, and George. Nor do I think the Spurs are trading. Him, but would you? I mean, Jokic might be close. You know, at, he's 29, right? Right, he's, Luka, getting,
7: he's Luka, getting up there. Yeah, Luca's up there. But no, I would take him over those guys long term. Yeah. And isn't
2: it interesting that? He's playing on a 12-win team. Yeah, but we all the, can see what he's going to be. They're in. the youngest team by
7: a long shot yeah. in the NBA. Well,
1: yeah. well wait a second. Where's Bergman, Bergman in this? Where's Bergman at one? Yeah, Bergman. Yeah, Bergman. A oh, a yeah, yeah, one. oh yeah, you wait, said he's a bust. When, would when you, trade did did you break break in half? Right? He called a, him a bust.
5: Bass Mason. Yeah, You did call him a bust. I don't want to explain this yet again. I know you love this bit so much. What's not You asked Sedano asked me. during the draft. No, I will not trade him. During a crosstalk. No, no, Sedano. You asked me if. If I had to choose one side or the other, Hall well, ca- of Famer okay. or Bust, I said I would probably lean towards Bust because I, he's nine feet tall and a 100 pounds. That's exactly what I said. Nine feet tall and 100 pounds. So how it went. That Greg, was my joke. This is
2: Greg's version of the story, George this what is This is your the real version of the story. story. No, 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 no this this is Your story Casey was wrong. He was here sitting next to me. You were not here that day. You're never going to take my side. And we were
7: talking about the draft, okay? And Mason and I were talking about Wemby, and then you were like, "He's not gonna last. He's built like a twig. He's not gonna. He he's gonna break down. He weighs 120 pounds, 100 pounds. and you said he's gonna be a bust. Like you I did not. Said I did feet. not say he's going. To, I said nine the other feet.
5: stuff. I said that he's you said a twig. He's gonna be a bust, I said he was he's seven, not gonna last. He's, he's seven days. eight, and he's I. Saw saw you it. said he's got bu- I swear the, to God, then I then hope you can find The eight, five, and 100 he pounds. It was nine feet and the 25 pounds. Get the tape. get the tape. Let's go to the audio
7: tape. You think Mason and I remember? the exact same thing well, you yeah. like saying for same no reason?
5: Even I remember no, it and no. I have a terrible memory. That's why. You will never take my side ever. I always take You have the worst
1: memory out of anybody here. People talk crap you. misremember everything. I you. <laughs> I'm always defending you. Everybody here has said things about you during this show. Yeah. And yeah. Is it in
8: the break
5: or Bergman on the sa- air? No,
1: i on the air. Remember <laughs> you we break is, people are talking about you.
5: Thank you, Cappy.
3: Do you remember it, Cappy? Yeah, I'll trade. I'll trade somebody for him. Who? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'll trade somebody. He's gonna, he's gonna fall. He's gonna break in half. Let's be be he's gonna just, break in half at some Cappy's point. Just taking the other side. Yeah. When yeah, be the bust? I gotta be on Bergman's side. I gotta give Bergman a little bit of support. Yeah. Appreciate. it. Okay. You. Cappy and Bergman Island. Luca.
4: Luca plays any defense. Is he a good defender?
2: Uh, well, not, not yet. No, not not, not there yet. yet. But okay. Jokic's is getting better defensively. Yeah, yeah he's gotten much better.
4: Do you think that Wemby is a good defender? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. I oh. mean, leads,
2: leads the NBA in blocks, Crazy. and he's nineteen. Okay. And this is his rookie year. I know. Okay. Yeah, it's scary.
1: All right, uh, we're back tomorrow at one. Cappy and Shadano next,
0: leading you up to Lakers, Clippers. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills.
3: you are looking sharp today. Boom. Why are you all dressed up already?
7: Because I've been here uh, early, since eleven in the morning with a uh, for a meeting with a uh, partner. Oh yeah? How'd that go? I think it went pretty well. Did you open that partnership? Uh perhaps. Thank you, Laura.
3: You didn't close that deal, did you?
7: We open up partnerships here. That's right. So yeah. I
3: want to make sure you understand the lingo. Mm-hmm. We open partnerships. We don't close deals around here. Correct. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do like the suit. I like the uh, pinkish crisscross thing going on. And then throw in the little pink hanky. It's a nice piece of accentuation. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You got to coordinate. I do. And it's. Uh, I got a, a navy blue skinny tie today. I like the skinny tie. Yeah. I like the skinny tie. It does look sharp. Well, thank you. Yeah. A I jealous. think I
7: impressed the partner, too.
3: Oh, really? They were like, oh, wow, this guy dresses up. Well, I said, I don't normally dress like this. I oh, said, I just happened I to be
7: doing a game tonight, so I, I already came dressed. So
3: you've been wearing that tie all day? Yeah. Ugh. You
7: know, some of us are adults, and we can wear ties.
3: Yeah, and some of us aren't adults, and we don't wear ties. Right. Um, I it can doesn't tell you really this. bother me. Like yeah, just... I, I can tell you that the other night, I told you Saturday night I wore a tie, first time in years. Right, well, your neck is also expanded a little. Well, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, I was all stuffed into it. I yeah. mean, I had a hard time... You know, getting that shirt you get a clip on or something no it wasn't the tie it was the shirt the yeah. shirt the yeah. top button was too tight because right, you neck. need to
7: get you need to get a bigger neck
3: well what I are mean, you wearing I, on
7: the neck 16 and a half
3: 16 and three quarters
7: there's no such thing
3: as that yes there is
7: <laughs> i mean unless you're getting it tailored
3: well i mean this was a you know custom-made deal okay I don't know if that's true or not.
7: Yeah, um, You know that I Richard know Jefferson does not know how to tie a tie, and I always have to tie his tie?
3: He doesn't know how to tie any ties at all? No.
7: I tie the tie on my neck, and I keep it loose, and then I hand it to him so he can put on a tie.
3: I had such a hard time tying my tie the other night because I haven't tied a tie in so long. Yeah. And I usually just do the the wrap around. I don't even know what the knot is called. It's a pretty simple Half knot. Windsor? I don't know, but then I decided, you know what? I keep getting the back part of the tie, which is the thinner part of the tie. Correct. It keeps going way, way longer than the front part of the tie. Yeah, well, you're supposed
7: to start with it much shorter. Like, you're supposed to start with the the small part of the tie. It needs to be down to, like, just above your belly button.
3: Well, this was an exceptionally long tie. What can I tell you? Okay. And, um, and anyway, so I decide I'm going to try for a different kind of knot. And mm-hmm. I haven't used this kind of knot in, I don't know, 20 years. Seriously. Right. So I go to, like, first I flip it. Then I smack it up, flip it, and rub, rub it, it, down, it down. Oh and no! Then, right, and then I tried to slip it over the top and down through the bottom. Yeah. And that just made a bigger mess. Yeah. And so I had to go back to the original tie. And then what happened is because who the taught bo- you how to tie a tie? Was it Charlie? Yeah, my dad taught me how to tie a tie. Okay. Yeah, but I, I seriously, I haven't worn a tie in so long. So then I had to like take the back part of the tie and like stick it in my shirt, you know, because because <clears throat> like it was just a mess. Yeah, and, and then I couldn't move my neck. It was like wearing a neck brace all night I had to move my shoulders right. in each direction. Yeah, because you you
7: your you you know your neck is a little thick
3: Oh, no, I'm fat. I mean, let's just call it what it is I mean right. last night George mm-hmm. as if we didn't do enough damage on Monday night downstairs at the What'd yard you do house. yesterday Then Chris and I yesterday we leave we're gonna go do the drive live We stop at prime pizza to get a road pie right and then I'm stuffing my fat face eating road pie right On my way from downtown L.A. to the train station in Orange County. Mm -hmm. And you think I have any control at all? None? Zero? Nope. Any slice of pie that was there, it was going down. Right. And now I'm looking at myself right now on YouTube. Yeah. And I have got legitimate man boobs. All right. What happens to the best of us? No, it's disgusting. Well, then just lose some weight, man. I know. Once and for all, I got to do it.
1: Yeah. Um,
7: Cappy, I've drank a lot of your juice today because I'm a little stuffy.
3: Yeah, and what would you think? Uh, it's
7: been good. I've had, uh, the immunity shot. I had the other shot. I had, uh, and I had two of the uh, orange carrot thingies. Wow. You've had a lot of juice today. I had the immunity and the orange carrot one too. Well, I, I had to, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to get loaded up on vitamin C today because I, um, I am stuffy. Like my kids were, you know, they had like colds the last couple of days and I thought I escaped it and
3: apparently I didn't. Yeah, well, these guys came into the show yesterday. Anybody that was listening at the end of the show, there's like six forty-five p.m. yesterday. These guys from this company called Juice Buds, and they dropped off a box of all because they heard Ramona talking celery about juice, the yeah. celery juice yeah. that she makes on her own. Right. I'm not never ever ever am I going to make my own juice? Right. Never. No. Okay. So they dropped off all kinds of juice, and I put down some of that celery lemon juice this morning. Yeah. And as Ramona predicted. You should probably not leave the house after drinking right, that. You got to go immediately. Yeah, and then again, and then when you think you're all good, maybe one more time. Okay, good. It cleans so, out the bowels. Got to clean say. it out. Yeah, gotta let it go. All right, gotta let it flow. Uh, well, speaking of letting it go,
7: uh, Cappy, we're gonna have to let go of the Clipper, uh, Clippers Lakers at Crypto. dot com Arena after tonight.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, in yeah.
7: regards to uh, it being a Clipper home game. You know what I mean? Like it's no more, the hallway series will end tonight in the regular season today.
3: Right. There is no other regular season game where it's a Laker home game later in the season. Right. I mean, this is literally right. the last game where they will be, the- uh, right. Uh, co-tenants. Right. Um, I like this by the way, just want to put that out there. You first like that foremost. they're going
7: to somewhere else.
3: Yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. I think every team should have their own home. I'm with you on that. I totally agree. Look, yeah. um, if you're the Chargers, you're going to use them as an example. Right, because they are uh
7: they are the tenant of SoFi right. uh, along you, with the Rams, yeah.
3: You are you are the tenant, you are the renter. Yeah. That is the Rams' home. Right. And you get to use it when the Rams are not in town. And look, they do a good job. They dress up the field. They they make all the LED boards look like it's yours, but they know. The organization knows it's not theirs. Right. And their fan base knows it's not theirs. Right. And by the way, the Clippers fan base knows that crypto is not theirs right. because tonight there'll be way more noise for the Lakers than there will be for the Clippers. And there'll be a Clippers logo at mid floor. Yeah. Okay. I love what the Clippers are doing. They have an owner who has the money and the guts to say it sucks playing in their building. Right. We we're, we're sharing their building. And when we play in their building on our floor, their fans take over our home games we got to go get our own place. And by the way, you know what else we need to do? What? We need to make our place better than their place. Right. And granted, you know, Crypto.com, formerly Staples, is probably 20 years old. Yeah. So, you know, you're you're building across from SoFi Stadium. You're a multi-gazillionaire. You come from the world of technology. Your building has to be the latest and greatest, which it sounds like it's going to be. And I don't know that that's going to necessarily change the fan base or the size of the fan base. I don't think people are going to go, ooh, Clippers got a better uh, building. Let's go be Clipper fans. No. But I'll tell you this. I I only go to a couple Clipper games a year. Most of them are when they're hosting the Lakers. But now you'll be more intrigued and
7: potentially want to go to more games because their arena will be really awesome. 100%. And
3: probably want to go to other events inside their building because the building's going to be so awesome.
7: Well, they got Billy Joel coming, too, after Usher.
3: Really? When's Usher?
7: Usher's the opening act.
3: Really? hmm I mean, I've seen Billy Joel a lot, and oh, I, I love Billy it. Joel. Yeah. yeah, I love Billy Joel. Okay. I've never really seen Usher other than the Super Bowl. Well, you should go see Usher then. I think you're right. There you go. I do. And I do think that the the Clippers are doing so many things right. Forget about the basketball. Forget about wins and losses. But, like, rebranding their logos. Oh,
7: I think it's great. Uh, by the way, I thought the fascinating part of that
3: was that the fans, back the backlash was don't change the name, which is something you and I talked about. Yeah, I don't really have a problem keeping the name. But I do think that rebranding while moving into a new building, Make, is, no, that
7: makes sense. But is, I thought the name, you know what I mean? Remember we talked about that? Like it, the I name do. is kind of associated with losing. Um, but they, the their fans, and I look, I, I know Balmer a little bit, you know, so I've gotten to know him a little bit. So I feel like he definitely does his homework on this stuff. So if the fans had backlash towards changing the name,
3: then good for him. Yeah, I, I have the, the name doesn't really bother me. I understood the point of the conversation when we had it, but I think again moving to a new state-of-the-art building that is the Clippers building. This is our home. This is where when other teams come in, they know they're playing in our home, not in the Lakers' home that we happen to use while the Lakers are on the road. This is our place. And by the way, we've changed our uniforms, we've changed our logo. It's a whole new world for the L.A. Clippers. And um, listen, you can go back in history, George. I know you've been doing your homework for tonight's broadcast on ESPN, and you can see that the Lakers dominated the Clippers for many years inside crypto, and then probably around 2012 ish, all of a sudden the Clippers have completely owned the Lakers over the course of the last 12 years. So correct
7: it. Uh, I believe the Lakers were like 34 and 13 or something like that, um, or something like that for the for that first stretch, and then the Clippers have won 38 out of the last 45.
3: Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So if I'm the Lakers, you know, tonight, one thing about this game, you know how when LeBron wanted to win the in-season tournament because it was super important for him because it was the very first one, not to mention the half million bucks you get to put in your pocket that night? Yeah. If I were the Lakers tonight, and look, you, you want to you you, end this on a good note is well, what saying you have beaten the Clippers two out of three times so far this year. Yeah. It is a Clipper home game. Right. And no Paul George tonight. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna like load up and focus and concentrate and give you everything I got, right? Tonight's the night to do it. Tonight's the night. T- that's one of my favorite songs, as you know. I know.
7: Tonight is the night, Jack. Okay, sounds good. I'm looking forward to seeing how this unfolds this evening. Um, you know, what's
3: the line in this game? I think I'm going to place a wager on this game. Tonight. Uh, I'll take a quick look for you. Yeah, let me know. Lakers, let me know what you got?
7: Clippers line.
3: I got to get into prize picks and everything tonight. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a look at what LeBron's numbers are. I think it's uh,
7: right now the Clippers are three and a half point favorites.
3: Three and a half point favorites are the Clippers. Yeah. And I'm suggesting to you that the Lakers need to load up and do everything they can to win this game tonight.
7: Well, I mean, if Rui doesn't play 30 minutes again tonight, like it didn't happen against Phoenix, like, well, he played 30, but like it just felt like, you know, Darvin needs to, and, you know, this Torian Prince thing, like it just
3: like just play Rui Moore, man. Like I don't get it. But whatever. Taking a look here tonight. Uh, Anthony Davis, twenty four and a half points. I Think I might play more than that. Are you uh, doing prize picks here? Well, I'm not doing it here. I'm just no. looking here. I'm no. just looking. Well,
7: I mean, you know, save save part of it. Don't yeah, don't give I it will. all away. Well, right? I
3: haven't made any decisions yet. Oh, D'Angelo okay. Russell. Yeah. D'Angelo, twenty six and a half points. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of points.
7: That is a lot of points. But, but they may need him tonight.
3: LeBron, you ready? What yeah. do you think LeBron's number is tonight? 24 and a half. Yeah, you got it. Nailed it. Look at that. I'm good. 24 and a half. You should work for prize Picks. <laughs> you should set lines. See, LeBron, I think, goes over 24 and a half tonight. I think LeBron brings his A game. A game? That's right. That's right. Crown him? If you want to crown him, then crown his ass. Okay. But the Clippers are who we thought they were. Okay. Well, uh, well Cappy, how about this? Coming up next,
7: we can get back to the Lakers and Clippers in a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Caleb. I feel like you want to talk about Caleb because Caleb season is coming because the combine is here. The draft is coming up. There's a lot of Caleb talk, a lot of quarterback talk, mm-hmm. and a lot of carousels when it comes to the National Football League in regards. We were doing the coaching carousel for a long time, but now it's quarterback carousel mm-hmm. and uh, running back carousel. There's a lot of carousels in the NFL. So we'll do
0: that in just a moment. Stick around. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
7: Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. There you go, Cappy. You can watch Usher. You can get tickets for the Intuit Dome. Be might have to buy those.
3: Nah, I'll, I'll hit up Steve Well, nobody Ballmer.
7: here's got like tickets for that. Nah, so.
3: uh, but I'll hit up Steve Bomber.
7: Oh, you're going to hit bombs?
3: Yeah. I'm going to get somebody to hook it up. All right. Hey, by the way, Richard Lewis...
7: I know, so sad. I was very—I didn't know until I was—I popped in with Mason in Ireland briefly, and they told me.
3: I—I I didn't know either. I was on the phone with Lindsay, and I happened to be looking through some stuff, and I was like, "Wait a second, Richard Lewis died?" Yeah, I mean, he's older. Yeah, but no, but, but George—he's like seventy-six now. Yeah, but he's I, had some
7: health issues, you know.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I—I I didn't realize that he had Parkinson's, but Parkinson's yeah. doesn't really kill you. Parkinson's makes things uncomfortable. Right. Um, he had a heart attack apparently. Right. Yeah. And, and look, yeah. 76 years old, I'll just say this, you know, you get to a certain time in your life and I, I'm kind of there, 54, where if you all of a sudden hear somebody had a heart attack and died, you would be like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Eh, 54, you know, it, it, it happens not as, as often, but it happens. OK, um, 76 is is older for sure. But in today's day and age, seventy six is not old old like it was no. when we
7: were little kids. No, but I would say the average lifespan of a male in the United States is in that l- late seventies. You know,
3: I actually don't know what the average lifespan is of an American male. Maybe maybe you're probably right. Seventy six to eighty one would be like just a guess for me if I had like a seventy seven point two eight. Wow, so he almost lived the average amount. The thing about Richard Lewis is this, um, just real quick, because I know a lot of people around L.A. really loved Richard love Richard Lewis.
7: I love Richard Lewis. So to Chris's point, he did listen to The Old Morning Show when I was on there, and we started following each other on, on Twitter, and you know we'd uh, communicate. He'd, communi- he'd tweet about the show. It was
3: yeah. great. I mean, I really loved the guy, and I can remember being like a sophomore in college. So this is like 1989, and he was playing this little room in Pittsburgh. And there were probably, I don't know, 200, 250 people. And it It wasn't even a comedy club and it wasn't a theater. It was literally like just a little room. And George, he walks out on stage and he's got probably, I don't know, 70 or 80 pieces of paper. But they're not like on a notebook. Like I'm holding up a legal pad right now for everybody that's watching on YouTube. But it it was as if he had taken George the paper out of the, the legal pad. And he taped the paper together so it was almost like a scroll of sorts. Like he could roll it up, you know? And this piece of paper is sitting on a piano. And he's on stage, and he doesn't know what he's going to talk about. And he's kind of just like going back to the paper. Okay, what else am I going to talk about here tonight? And then he would go, oh, quite frankly, I've got issues. Quite frankly. And he say quite frankly as often as I say, by the way. And I just stood there in awe watching this guy essentially kind of making it up as he goes along he's got notes he got 60 70 pages of notes all taped together yeah but he doesn't have a clear game plan per se Well, kind of like you I'll tell you man I uh I was blown away by the guy I've been a fan for for so long I, I love Richard Lewis I really do and um oh man I was really bummed out about that today
7: uh yeah, he look, very uh fun, self-deprecating dark comedy type, you know, he like played on his neuroses. Like he was great. I thought he was great. And then, you know, on Curb, obviously, he was very good. Um so, yeah, it sucks.
3: Just and, it stinks. And and was a huge sports fan and huge, uh, battled man. alcoholism at one point in his yeah. life, you know, was a big Ohio State fan. So just anyway, listen. Um if you love Curb your enthusiasm, if you love stand-up comedy, to me today, we lost an all-timer. That's all I'm saying.
7: Yeah, I would agree. Um, Speaking of all-timers, I have proclaimed uh, a long time ago that I thought Caleb Williams was going to be an all-timer, okay? Yeah, you started that whole uh, he's the next Patrick Mahomes thing. A long time ago, right? A couple years Mm. ago. And then everyone else has kind of jumped on that, except Merrill Hodge. Hodge thinks I'm crazy, right? Like, he's no Patrick Mahomes, blah, blah, blah.
3: Yeah, I'm not so sure how many people today, and this is the time of the year where you start tearing guys down rather than building them up, you know what I mean? Uh, this is You're getting into the combine season and then the individual workout season and then the draft season, and instead of like trying to find all the positives in a guy, you're trying to find all the negatives in a guy. I don't know how many people out there are are in the camp of, he's the next Mahomes, I am still
7: firmly in that camp. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in that camp. Uh, why? Why would you say he's not? I just don't. I think just... he was a better college quarterback than Mahomes.
3: Yeah, I'll, and I'll Mahomes admit threw for seven hundred yards in a damn game against Oklahoma. But I will admit this again: that when Mahomes was at Texas Tech, he was not Saturday afternoon on ABC. Um, he was not a, a player that that I really watched very much. Um, or knew that much about. Listen, I- I'll even tell you this. The kid, um, Jaden, uh, what's the kid's name from LSU? Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels. That guy won the Heisman Trophy this year. And when he won it, I was like, wait, what? Who? Like, I didn't see a lot of that this year. I almost mean, 4,000 yards. I-, I understand what the statistics tell you. But LSU was not a team that I saw a lot of this past year. Right. So, And I didn't go seeking it. So, as far as why don't I think Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes? Because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback currently in the NFL. Right, but but
7: I'm not talking about Patrick Mahomes, the formed product. I'm talking about, to me, he reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. The way he's built... Um, kind of the the big legs, the 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 uh, the girth, right? As we were
3: discussing yesterday, yesterday girth versus length. We had a uh, whole conversation about being
7: that. able to throw at the, all the different arm angles at you know at an you know incredible velocity, uh, throwing on the run uh, with incredible velocity, being able to kind of stop and go. Like he's got all those things. Like he's got it.
3: Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not quite as sold as you are. I saw what I saw, which was two years ago, spectacular season. First year with Lincoln Riley, first year at USC, Heisman Trophy. Well, winner. not first year with Lincoln Riley. First year with Lincoln Riley at USC. Correct. Let me be more specific. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a stickler for details, um, as am I. And um, and last year, you know, I, I definitely thought that there was uh, some regression. You know, I'm, and, and when I say regression, here's what I mean. Wasn't quite as good as he was the year before.
7: Right. I think that some of the counting stats were not as good. Some of the other uh, more like, um, I guess some of the more advanced metrics say that he might have even been slightly better. But I would also say that the skill position players around him uh, were not as good. And the defense was actually worse for some reason. It was crazy how, I mean, we thought it was bad the first year and it was even worse last year.
3: Yeah, I know. Remember uh, telling you during the season there was an article that had been written by Sam Farmer in the L.A. Times, and he had Legend done a Sam Farmer. He, yeah, he had done a bunch of interviews with uh, nameless scouts. Right. And you know, do you what, love those articles, the nameless scouts? Well, you know me; I like to put names on things. Right. It's like, if you're going to say it, just put your name on it. Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, he did this whole uh, story about like, what do you still want to see from Caleb Williams? Yeah. And the things that they still wanted to see were things that I'm not necessarily sure we all saw, which was, you know, comeback kind of wins or how he handles adversity. I I mean, and I don't remember it all. I can can Google it and look it up. But but I, I, I do think this. I'm not so sure that everybody in the NFL is as convinced that he's the automatic home run number one surefire superstar player. Although everything seems to be pointing to the Bears trading Justin Fields, because they don't want to be the the team that, that lets this kid go by. Like, what if he is the next Patrick Mahomes, and they decided not to, to draft him it when would they be had very the opportunity? Embarrassing. It, it sure would be. Yeah. That's right. And I think there's a fear of we can't let this guy go. Because, listen, we talked about this. Sometimes organizations like the New York Giants, they go ahead and they sign their quarterback to a $40-plus million contract because they don't have the guts to say, you know what, we drafted him. Yeah, the he's Bears okay. are actually doing the right thing here. The the Bears are doing the right thing, which is to do their diligence and decide if they think yeah. he's actually better than what they've got. A- 100%. I applaud them for it.
7: Um, and look, I like Justin Fields, too. I also think that uh, – I think Caleb is better than Justin Fields by a decent margin, I would say even a wide margin, but – Uh, I don't trust the coaching situation in Chicago. I do think eventually, like this is not, I I would be surprised if this was the staff that Caleb was playing with in two or three
3: years. Which is not a good situation because when you pull into these teams, an organization like the Bears, for example, where... They're they've been bad for quite a long time and yep. granted They're who they, we thought know, they were. They yeah, that's right. And they and look, they they last year put together a few wins. I think they had seven wins on the season last year, and Fields was hurt for a short period of time. And don't you remember they started like an undrafted free agent quarterback who was a rookie from a division two school. His dad's like the world champion arm wrestling guy, right? Remember that guy? I don't remember his name. But for like two weeks he was a hot story, that kid. Yeah, yeah, anybody? that kid. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that kid's anybody know that kid's
7: name? I don't remember, but remember I know who you're that talking kid? about.
3: The hey, arm wrestling played dad. Played Sunday night football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Bears, th- what they are organizationally and what they have as a coaching staff, if they draft Caleb, which I think they're going to, and they're a six-win team or a seven-win team, and they fire their head coach, now it's start all over again.
7: Yeah, I actually think, I, I, I mean, for Caleb's sake, I hope that's the case.
3: That they fire matter. Well, I mean for. they were like a three win team, weren't they,
7: this year? So I mean it's like you know, were they three
3: wins this year? I, I, I mean, they'd... they
7: have the number one pick, right? Or so yeah, but I think that had something to do with No, I know, but they still had the third pick too, I believe. So it didn't matter. I think the third is their pick, so they don't they don't have a lot of wins. So. Let's
3: take a quick look here. Just yeah. to, just for, for accuracy's sake. Yeah, you know they didn't saying?
7: they didn't have a lot of wins last season. I would Let say three or had. four No, they were about seven. It?
3: Seven and ten. Were they seven and ten? Seven and ten. Really? That's right. Seven and ten. So how did they end up with the third pick? Is that was theirs. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, you, this is going to shock you, George, but I don't have the Bears draft uh, status committed. Well, fully they had in memory. the third yeah.
7: originally. Oh, oh no, it's the ninth. I'm sorry.
3: So come on, go. man. Do better, dude. Yeah. I mean, I know you're focused on the game tonight. Clippers, Lakers, ESPN national television broadcast, final game between these two teams, regular season in the building. I know you're focused on. That, come on, man.
7: Yeah, I, uh, I just, I mean, look. Joe C says that he believes he's more Donovan McNabb, not necessarily Mahomes. Uh, decent comp, but I would say
3: that P- Caleb was more accurate than Donovan was. Donovan McNabb was also bigger. Donovan McNabb was taller. He was thicker. Um, how, how tall is 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 he actually? Caleb listed at it? like six one maybe. You know, he's not he's not like six three or six four. You know, he's not like tall and leanish. He's kind of no, he's thick. Again, yeah, compact, you know, um he's six one two sixteen, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he, you, know, see, you know, a lot of times when guys are only six one, they start to criticize their height. Yeah, you but
7: Donovan, I mean, this is I know. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I don't know what he was like in college, but this Pro Football Reference has him 6'2", 240, But I'm guessing that was towards the end of his career.
3: Yeah, and I would have thought if you would have said to me how tall do you think Donovan McNabb was, I would have said like six three. No, but I, no, but he's I would not. Said, he, he's
7: not as big as you. I, I thought you were portraying him as.
3: Yeah, but I mean, he's. But again, he's because T O Josh towered Allen. over him. Oh yeah, but but again, like a Josh Allen is six five. Mean, no, he's, he's a, a big, monster. tall guy. Yeah, you know. Uh, but Mahomes is not that big. No, Mahomes is I think is one is listed as you know, he Uh-oh. Uh,
7: Russians are getting you, Cappy. So what, Russians what we'll do, got me? yeah, the Russians are getting you. So in no. the interim, what we're gonna do is uh, has sports radio gotten more civil during disagreements? I mean Cappy and I certainly have. We'll discuss that next.
2: Robert Half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
7: I love a Eddie rainy Rabbit, night, huh? Eddie Rabbit. I don't actually love a rainy. Well, it depends.
3: What kind of mood I'm in. Like, how much sleep do I need? You like a rainy night? I do. I like to sleep through rain. You know, I like to. I like the sound. I like the uh, the smell. You know, I don't like the wet. But what's up with Cowboy who just walked in?
8: Well, Corporate Greg and I were listening in the other room, and he. Wanted me to ask you, before I leave with Tommy to get the 4 o'clock train, mm-hmm. if you want me to stay and do the 5 o'clock segment. Because what well, we've heard the last two segments, I don't know, Cappy. Really? Yeah. What do you think? Not good.
3: Okay. Well, what would you do?
8: I'd have a little bit more energy, maybe a little bit more stuff to say.
3: Okay. So you blame me for this, or do you blame me and George for no,
8: this? No, no. This was a corporate Greg. Uh, I think we're, we're landing at more you. At
3: okay. Moment. It's more me? It's yeah. more me? Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I
8: mean, it's afternoon drive in Los Angeles. Right. It's, it's not, not like Tulsa? Any, no, it's not Tulsa Tulsa okay. you know.
3: Okay, I just want to make sure. You know, listen, let me tell you something. Yes. Uh, you're lucky to be here right now. Right. Okay?
8: Because last night... By the way, look at the how I prodded him, George, because that's more energy than he's shown yeah, since right, Super Crosstalk. Right, right, right. That's uh, called producing him. Right. Last I know how to night, ride him. Last night... I, I was know gonna- how to manage... A, like Zorro. I know I, how to manage a talent like Cappy.
3: Let me tell you something, George. Last night, Chris was so scared. <laughs>
8: no, Scared
3: guess- of what? Yes. He was He was petrified. Well, here's what happened. We decided we were going to go get some pizza last night. We needed road pie. For the drive line. Yeah. Right. And we were going to go to this place that Beto turned us on to called Brazo. Yeah, I remember. He uh, brought you, some... you,
8: you, you can't drive to Not to, to Brazo. be confused with the big Brazino The Keisha no, no. I used to want to see. Right. You you cannot drive to Brazo. You can
3: walk well, to Brazo. Well, you can
8: drive to Brazo. Where to park at Brazo is the concern. Right. There is no parking. And once Cappy find. saw a gentleman walking in the middle of the street with a 14-foot, like almost like a cowboy horn, he decided... This is not for me.
3: No, no, no. What happened? And he is,
8: sped to Little Tokyo as quickly as possible no, to go to Prime Pizza.
3: There was a guy who was walking with this, like, he, Chris is right, about a 14-foot branch. And he thought he was like <laughs> Moses walking through the desert. You know, I mean, he's like walking with this big stick. I was like, Chris, you got to look out. That guy's going to try and stick that stick. Stick that stick right through the window. He's going to come for you. And Chris was like, hurry up. Get me out of here. Go that way. Go that way. I don't he think was I trying was. To get me. And then we were driving through the streets, man, where the streets had no names. OK, I mean, they no were soulless,
8: either. nothing. I tried and to it, tell Cappy when he kept saying we got to go to Beto spot. I said, he's like, it's only half a mile away. I said, you realize a half a mile that way. What happens, right? He didn't want to listen. And he was scared. That were you cat, scared, Cappy? Cat, cat, that caddy's never driven so quickly. <laughs> I was just
3: trying to get Chris to safety, you know, and we got to Little Tokyo. And pie. I needed pie. And then we got to we got to uh, prime pizza and then I had to pull up and park in front of a fire hydrant. And then I was like, I got out of the car. I'm like, Chris, I'll go get the pizza. And then what did I do? As soon as I got out of the car, I could hear Chris lock the doors. He locked the doors. He locked the doors.
8: Well, uh, the reason I didn't go in is I didn't feel like paying for yet another Cappy Pizza night. Right. So I was going to let him do it. Oh, okay. See if I didn't
3: have to because I walked in there and everybody's like Cap in the house, Uh and I was like, "What's up, my people?"
8: You know. And then they just hooked it up. Well, let's keep this in. I'm going to go. I want to go home.
3: What are you going home for? Uh, Where are you going?
8: I want to go home. Why? I, I It's been a late. It's been just a lot of late nights.
3: Did you get a haircut?
8: Hmm.
3: must be that shoe polish that's making you look so strong today.
8: No. And it's sure. called it's called topic, not shoe polish.
3: Oh, topping. It's Pardon what they minute. use in TV. Okay. Well, excuse me. I didn't know that. All right. Let me get back to breaking down Caleb Williams. So let's I was keep really it at this energy level. level. No, no With mumbling. You were doing no, a lot of mumbling. Was I second. doing a lot of mumbling? A lot of mumbling. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs>
8: And I've mm-hmm. already told DeAndre, he can. when he hears you mumbling, he can jump in.
3: Hey, DeAndre, when you hear me mumbling, you start telling me how basketball works. You got it? <laughs>
0: I got you, man.
3: <laughs> okay, you feel me, G-Fazo? I
6: feel you, I feel you dog. I okay. got you.
3: That's my dog right there. Yeah. All right, Chris, go home. Get down to that train station. Go take that 4 o'clock train. George, pick up the energy, will you? Sure. That's what I thought. So what Lindsay, do you got? Lindsay, you plan on contributing today? Excuse me? otherwise, Chris is coming back for the 5 o'clock hour.
10: What does that have to do with me?
3: Well, I mean, he's saying that there's no energy. He's saying that, you know, the show desperately needs him. He needs to save the show at 5 o'clock because what he's heard so far is horrible. It's garbage. It's trash. Probably put the guy to sleep talking about sports, not doing bits. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Do you? I mean, I think so. All right. You I know, know so what too. I'm saying? You, you feel me? So what do you got on Caleb, Cappy? Well, no, here's the thing. Let's go back to where you left off. Yeah. You left off by saying, have sports radio become more civilized when it comes to arguing and debating on the air? Now, tell me what you think about that. Now, where'd this come from? I mean, I don't know. It's something on Barrett Sports Media that I think you wanted to talk about, so Dude, I why I brought it up. Dude, that's, that's, that's your favorite website. I, I don't even uh, subscribe or follow or whatever it is. You don't subscribe. You mean to tell me a guy who's considered one of the top afternoon drive radio hosts for major market radio stations in america you don't even subscribe i don't know is there a subscription yeah there's a subscription well
10: before we get to that can we play this really funny national anthem that parker came in here and um was playing for me and deandre sure there's a nine-year-old that was singing the national anthem at a pacers game and to parker's point like what the hell were her parents thinking it's a minute it's like a minute 15 seconds long just to warn you but it's worth every second so here it goes and the red
8: yeah, girl.
10: If that was your daughter. Would you let her How go out in public? How old is this kid, though? Nine. I mean, come but, but, on. But the problem is, what are we wh- doing here? If you're a parent, <laughs> like, why would you let your kid go out there and I mean, embarrass themselves?
7: I don't know. I mean, are they? It's not. They're nine. Are they embarrassing themselves? I uh, feel like yeah. nine just going out there is a big deal already. You know what I mean? Like you've won just doing that.
10: They couldn't find anyone else to sing the national anthem.
7: I, I mean, I don't know. Like, where is this again?
10: Oh, uh, the Pacers game.
7: I mean, t- oh, so what? I mean, I don't know. It's a nine-year-old. I mean, granted, I have. I heard nine-year-olds sing better, sure, but it's like. It is. I don't know.
10: If that was your daughter, would you? Let I mean, her my go daughter would not sing? want to
3: sing the national anthem,
10: so I don't know. Cappy? You know what I'm saying? But like, Cappy, but like, but let's
3: just say at home. Let's say at home, your daughter was rehearsing, and she was giving you that. Would you be like? She's unbelievable. Well, I, I mean, would just she's...
7: say that to the I'd say to the team, hey, I, I don't know why you I mean, first of all, I don't know why they would come to ask me for my daughter, but nonetheless, Clearly, like you
10: gotta have a stage mom there, right?
7: Right. I would just be like, hey, I don't know. Do you like I, I, I don't know the processes of these things, but like <laughs> I'm assuming you, know? you don't know the processes? No, I don't. Um so I, I don't know how that works, but I'm assuming somebody who handles that stuff like picked her for a reason. I don't know. You think it was Tyrese Halliburton? I, I don't know. I just I have a hard time making fun of a nine year old. I got to be honest. With you. Like I said, I'm not Lindsay
3: making doesn't. fun of Lindsay her. Lindsay doesn't I'm making, have a hard time I'm making fun of her. She's parents. ripping this nine year old. She's I mean, ripping this little nine year old. I just don't think
10: that she should have been, you know. You think she humiliated
3: herself, don't you? I
10: think her mom should have been like, you know what? Maybe we could keep working on that.
3: Really? You don't think that the parents were, were listening to her rehearse, going, "Hey, you know what? She's freaking awesome."
10: Um. Well, clearly that's what they thought. Right. So maybe they need to have their hearing checked.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe maybe you just don't understand. Great singing of national anthems i guess not yeah i mean listen i don't know I, you know
7: i i i'm not a judge on american idol um but i i don't and you know i'm sure i've heard plenty of other uh national anthems from even children who sounded better but i just i'm not in i'm
10: not
3: gonna rip a night he's right, not well gonna then, do it he's not to, gonna rip her it's back to cappy's
10: uh <laughs> caleb william take <laughs> well i,
3: I george, get you're not gonna rip her i like how george goes like this at the beginning what are we doing here like I, what exactly I just, are I doing,
7: know, man? Like I just have a hard time. I getting... mean, he's got
3: a daughter. He's not going to rip this kid.
10: Well, How I, tall did you say that Caleb was again?
7: I um. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just saying. Like I, I don't know. I know.
3: think we should have taken the 55 break. I think Chris ruined the entire flow of everything. You know, this constant knock of everybody. You know, just ruined the whole flow.
10: Now, do yeah. you really think that, Cap? Or are you just saying that?
3: No, I really think that actually.
10: I think you know. we we'll should be more. You know. More, what's the word? Constructive criticism, maybe. Try, of what? Try it that way. Of what? I'm just saying. To of your, the of the nine year old. It. I mean, I. I How do you feel about criticism. the
7: about the nine year old? The, the dissecting the nine year old singing a national anthem. I'm curious because you haven't said anything, so I, I'm just wondering.
3: Yeah, DeAndre, what do you think? I'm asking you. Oh, you're asking me. Jackface. Yeah. You see, this is what I'm talking about when it comes to civility on sports radio. Right. We don't have any. Well, this show right. doesn't have any, but no. I, that's not. we're not necessarily the standard bearer in that regard. You know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you what I think, George. I think, number one, that was an over-exaggerated uh, performance by this young lady. Okay. And, um, and I don't have a problem with her going out there singing the national anthem. In fact, I give her a lot of credit for having the chutzpah and the guts to get out there in front of all those people and do it. On the other hand... Mm-hmm. I do question mom and dad, like, yo, did you guys like watch the Whitney Houston Super Bowl from like the late 80s? Like, that's how it's done. Really? Like, like you, you listened to your nine-year-old and went, she is unbelievable. She's going to blow this place down. They're going to love her. I mean, I would think people were probably sitting there snickering.
10: I'm just wondering, like, what's their motive for having her do it, you know? Maybe they they want her on American Idol. Do they really think she's good? Yeah, they do. I I just think she's a nine-year-old
7: kid. Like, who cares? She got in front of 20,000 people.
3: That's a pretty big deal. That is awesome. But again, I don't
10: think her parents, you know, really putting her in the right, in the best position to succeed there, you know?
3: All right, DeAndre, let's go. Let's get another opinion in here. All right, George doesn't want to rip her because he's got a little daughter, and I can well, understand that where not, George I mean, is coming it does, from. Even if I didn't
7: have a kid, I would still feel very like weird, like getting—I I mean, having an opinion on a nine-year-old singing. You know, right,
3: right, okay. Now, if she were eighteen, it'd be no—you'd you, have. I you'd, mean, you'd as ripper. an
7: adult, that's a different story. I so, would agree. Yes. All right,
3: let's, so if I told you okay. that girl who just sang she's that was eighteen, nine.
10: not her fault, not her. It's not like she's no, Oh, it is her fault. By herself. No, it is her fault. I Think it's kind of weird that her mom and dad or whoever takes care of her let her. Go out there and okay. embarrass herself. Oh,
3: you see, listen, listen to Lindsay baseball. The kid just embarrassed herself.
10: No, I think her actually her parents embarrassed her. I think you're going to scar like, like this child look back for life. On that, well, I mean, she's going to be scarred How for life. How did the audience just, react? Uh, they, I mean, I don't know. People seem to laugh, kind of, mm-hmm. and feel the same way.
3: I mean, were they laughing like Carl Lewis singing?
10: Um, uh, I mean, now not. that's
3: embarrassing.
7: Carl Lewis was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he even knew. I mean, he knew it. Like, remember, he just went like, oh.
3: Yeah, I'm going to bring it back now. Or like Fergie. <laughs> or
7: Fergie, right. Although Fergie, uh, f- I mean, you have to see the visuals on Fergie yeah, right? to really kind of gather how how she did it.
3: Yeah, so when the players are all like looking at each other, like, like, what, what the song hell is she, is she going singing? On. Yeah, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Is that the national anthem? Right. Because I think I know the words, but I don't get the tune. Yeah. <laughs> all right, DeAndre, you've heard Lindsey Baseball rip a nine-year-old. You've heard George say he doesn't rip nine-year-olds. Okay. I've given you the fact that I think that the parents are sitting there listening to her going, wow, she's unbelievable. These people live in a fantasy world. Why are you
10: trying to twist my words?
3: I didn't twist any words. You ripped that kid. Oh, no, okay. she, she said, ripped the her, parents. I think her
10: parents should not have let her do that. She didn't you rip said the nine year old. the years, child the embarrassed
3: parents. herself. That's what you said.
10: Uh, and then I corrected myself and said, let her parents let her. Well, like, That's I'm not, we don't need to get into the schematic. Because you let George guilt into stir it. Stir the you? pot, you know, because, right. you know, you got to. Okay, let, so,
3: wait, so you're the one that wants to rip the nine year old then? I, well, I am ripping the nine-year-old. Okay. I mean, it, was, it was just not good. I mean, I don't care how old she was. Right. All right, DeAndre, what's your story?
7: I mean, she's nine, year, nine years old. I won't give her too much like criticism, you know. Mm-hmm. But as far as like her parents letting her do that, I mean, yeah, she thought they probably should have like you know talked and had a sit down, like you know, maybe a couple more years and once you start to practice more. But I mean, as far as her being on
3: a big stage like that, I mean, I, I like it. Yeah, I applaud that part of it. But maybe they should have said to her, "Hey, listen, you know what? Let's go. Let's go study tape. Let's go. Let's go watch how Whitney did it." And you can't really do that. I mean, listen, she even hit those notes at the end. They're a little scratchy. You know what I'm saying? A little scratchy. Some of the, you know, she might use it as a learning experience. You know what I mean? And then go back and regroup later on
7: and then, you know, use it to build herself up.
3: Yeah. What I was saying about Caleb Williams earlier, George, is that I'm not sure he's the next Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. All right. And then then Lindsay brought in the nine-year-old, you know, national anthem. (laughs) How about and this? And then rip the nine-year-old. I
7: feel like we need to go to break, even though we ha- we don't have a 55 break. We should probably just go to break. Should have had it.
3: the 55 break. Yeah, we probably should then Chris came in to save the show by telling everybody how low energy it was. No, how low energy I was. Yeah. And how the show sucked. Right. Right. Because this isn't Tulsa. It's not Tulsa. It's not. Um, and let's just kind of
7: re-establish uh, what we should be doing. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> um, if... <laughs> Because this, whatever we've been doing to start the show has not been it. That's for sure. (laughs) So we'll do that next.